got a packed guest list today. Oh, shit. This small living room. <laughs> we got Eric LaBapa returning back from Rafferty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got Mike Shortfuse the Tolly coming back from a terrible time at Falcon. <laughs> no fun time at Falcon. <laughs> then we got Tyler Mazet, friend to the Pospicasm deck, and Google Gally, the original Google Gally, Google who's been missing Gally. for a while. It is May 24. It's already May 24. We are going to talk today all about early season walleyes mm-hmm. in Central Canada. Early season. If uh, you want to get some tips on how to go catch these things, like a lot of people talk about pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn kind of stuff. We'll go over some of that things and some presentations that are sure to get some walleyes in the live well, at least on the end of the line, too. How about filling those live wells? Let's fill those live wells. Fill those live wells. Why not? All within reason, though, right, Mike? Yes, all within reason. At least Don't legal. Don't get carried away. At least legal. Legal, yes. At the very least. All I know is the only one person took home a fish yesterday. <laughs> That's because all the other ones are too big or they were smallmouth. <laughs> <laughs> and we... <laughs> we didn't eat the smallies. Not, not yesterday. So no. you guys went to Falcon Lake. Yeah. yeah. And what would you say the stage in the walleye progression is right now out there? It's kind of weird. Like, all the spots that we went to yesterday that you would typically want to go on a post-spawn, they weren't really there in numbers <laughs> at all. Like, at all. So the fish are... It's, it's very, very staggered. Very staggered. So, Matt, yeah. tell me. Why is that? Back in, I think, it was 2008 when I was in university. Okay. I worked with Ken Kansas. Oh, yeah. I worked for the fisheries... Ooh, Ken Kansas, uh, longtime provincial biologist. Yeah, well respected. I remember the first place Ken took me was Falcon Lake. And? Falcon Creek. The whole lake was frozen shut solid. Falcon and Creek. the Falcon Creek was loaded with fish. Wow. You sound like him. Loaded. That's where they spawn. Eh? That's where they spawn. He was one of the spots anyway. He was living on memories. I wasn't living on memories. I was figuring that still with with an like some of my some of my best fishing at Falcon. Half the lake was frozen, the other the other half was open, which would be the causeway area, and we pounded fish there, and it was and it was good in that area for the for the remainder of the opener. So I'm still trying to figure out why they weren't where they were. Like, is, do okay is is Falcon Creek the only place those walleye spawn, or there's no? Where else? It's rare spawn? for one body of water unless it's really really small to have one spot that yeah. spawn. Paloma. Okay. Paloma Beach? We, yep, you can watch in the springtime, you can watch the big walleye spawn on the other side of the highway. They go through the creek. Mm-hmm. You can watch them in the creek. The back of Laws Bay as Hamilton, well. Hamilton, I mean, that's, Hamilton Creek. They're spawning there too, the back of Laws. There's okay. a bunch of places. So right now, what's the water temperature when you guys are out there? Anywhere from 43 to 47 and a half. So that's cold. Yeah. That is cold. But you guys did say some fish were milting that you guys caught. Yeah, they were still milking. So they were. I mean... They're still milking, yeah. I mean, all, all these fish are going to be in various stages of all think, the spawn, but generally speaking, it's, it's still early, right? Or they're, they're in the middle of it right now. I don't think... I don't, I, I don't think it's just the walleyes. I think it's all species. They don't all spawn at the same time. No. I don't think oh, for so. a population? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But generally speaking, if you were targeting them, because a lot of it depends on where you're going to fish and how you're going to fish... Is where they are in the spawn, whether it be bass I'm, I'm, or whatever. It could be catfish even. Well, or well, we started deep. We got one smallmouth deep. Yeah. Well, it's usually the bigger fish that spawn first, they say. so. But we marked a ton of fish in 45 and deeper. Those yeah. are post-spawn 
full sponsor. Like they were sit- they were just sitting there like go down there not recovery kind of thing. They go down there. They go deep. Right well, that'll be after that'll the be the that'll focus. be the females. That'll be the females. Yes. just relaxing, right? And they yeah. go down and recover. So the thing is, though, the males should be in shallow bays, shallow water, like, doing their thing. Doing they're sunning, sunning and eating like you like sunning and relaxing, right? So that's why it was kind of odd to find that. The whole causeway but, wasn't going. But yet. it's a late year, so, so I bet you in a week or so, the Falcon tournament is like June first, whatever. In a week or so, whatever, those shorelines will be loaded. There. They'll be loaded. So I think I think we're waiting for about what fifty five degrees, and then yeah, should, lower fifties at least. Then it should actually really be on fire. So I was but, at Rafferty this weekend for the tournament. That's three days of fishing out there, two day tournament. Okay. Water temperature was anywhere from forty eight, the coldest in the south part. North part was fifty two degrees. These fish, I was talking with Peter Weidman. Well-respected tournament angler out there. He was Kevin Christensen's partner. He had to, like, they were rock hard. He said they had to squeeze. He was trying to milk some of the fish. Okay. And nothing would come. He had to really force it to come out. He wanted to see what stage they were at. And he said, for the most part, the fish out there were pre-spawn. And that's why there was record weights this year because these fish still had eggs in them, right? Like, they were heavy fish. It's not that they were any longer. It's that the fish that people were catching, and the average there is, for a good fish, is 18 to 22 inches. They were just fatter fish this year because they still got eggs. So out there, it's early. So it's like they almost pre-spawn even. So do we have that... Are we, are we having that misconception saying that as soon as... It's the, I, the ice is off the water, the walleyes are spawning right away? Not necessarily, right? I think they spawn a lot earlier than everything else. They well, do, but they got to get to that temperature, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will talk about... Uh, okay, there's a reason why there's a closure. And it's really more for the walleyes to keep it closed when you have seasonal yeah. closures. Like in, in Northwest Ontario, other species are open, but it's walleye that's closed. Here, we just have a general closure. There's, there's people talking like, just because you say May 11, that doesn't no. mean that it's okay to go no. after walleyes around. No. Pre-spawn. You think so? Right? Did you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not okay. It's like, but is it feasible even to have rolling dates? You can't have a rolling opening date. No, no it's too hard to hear the way different. it is. I mean, we've had two winters that were pretty brutal. Late, late ones in a row. Yeah, like last year and this year. I guess ideally there's still fish spawning right now, so ideally it would still be closed. But that affects a lot think, more things. Like, I mean, but I think the close. I think the closure is meant more for allowing the walleye to really get ready, like just re- like relax before it's. Well, even though even though they haven't spawned yet before open opening day. Well, and really, if you want to talk about closures, there's certain groups that it's not closed to all year round, so they can fish in the spawn, and they do so. <clears throat> it's still going to do just as much damage if there's everyone fishing or three quarters of the population fishing during the spawn. But yeah, but, I, not, but I, I think it comes down to individuals knowing which fish they should be keeping and which fish they shouldn't. But be even keeping. with subsistence, a lot of them sort of recognize the fact that they gotta let them do their thing first. Yeah, I mean, not everyone. Like, I mean, every whatever legal is legal, right? So. Not everyone does, but generally speaking, people are pretty good about knowing cycles, let them do their thing or whatever right. or not, or, or, or just take what, you're, what you need and not, because then it won't be there next year, right, if you completely oh, and I've seen a lot of pillage a creek or something. Well, if you think about it, you look at, look at, look at Manicotogan, it lights up in June, and that is this post-spawn area for when they're finished spawning, which means that, you mean, like, we automatically think, like I said, like they always spawn in the off-season or right at the beginning. But no, sometimes you mean it's. If you look at Lake Winnipeg, if they're if they're not if if, if they're not in if they're not in Manicotong until like June, that means they're spawning all through May. Well, right. here's a here's a concept that I'll run by you guys. If you look at uh, 
let's say deer, for example, if there's not enough food for that year, deer, cattle, whatever it may be, they'll abort their, mm -hmm. their young. So now do fish do that if they know that it's overpopulated? Do they not abort them, but do they lay less eggs? Do they, some males not spawn or females spawn? It, it happens like say, uh, say the temperatures go from like not time yet. And all of a sudden it gets way too hot, like too quick or whatever. They don't have that window. They do like basically a board of spawn. Yeah, I yeah, know you have bad year classes for sure, man. Like, I mean, there's good year classes and bad year classes. So, I wish that would have been probably yeah. two, three years ago. Where it was just a quick whatever. Like, there, quick where there melt and the water warmed up instantly. Yeah. Like, it still has, like, stars have to align for them still, right? Or whatever. Yeah. You know, eggs got to go down, then they got to get fertilized, and if things happen. Because the yeah. first year, the first tournament you won at Falcon, we were fishing weed beds already. Yeah. Shallower stuff, yeah, 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 and they were along those weed edges and stuff like that yeah. already. Old weed grow, yeah. Like, so I now, mean, now did those fish skip a spawning season where they knew that the that the temperature wasn't right, where they just didn't spawn out? Or I, I, I think that has something to do with it too, with the water temperature. If it warms up too quick, or it doesn't warm up enough, that they'll just end up not spawning that year and that happens too that, that can happen or there's like a second spawn sometimes I think if too. we get like a nice slow easy spring then you get a better spawn definitely so yeah yeah right yeah. rather than all of a sudden you're like wow spring wasn't even here and now it's summer kind of like that year like five six years ago when it was like all the ice melted off already by March oh isn't that crazy yeah open water fishing before and open water fishing season. yeah <laughs> yeah before April those seem to be the best years though for fishing it's when the ice goes out early. Yeah, no, ideally. Those are the best. This cold well, water think, stuff think, is. Think about disgusting. it this way: like some of those, some of those are the best years because you I mean by the time the ice is gone by March, now the season's closed. They have all of March, all of all of April to do their thing, to do right? their thing without yeah. with only having a small handful of people picking up them. Then they rest, and then by the time it's opener for us, everything's ready to go. I mean, like I think typically, if you're honestly thinking about it, it should be like May that's closed. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, I mean, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's calls for that too, right? There yeah. are calls for that to keep it closed. Like if May was closed for walleye, like up till and open up June first, oh, that and that actually might actually improve our walleye stock. You could almost keep the ice fishing season open all April for the Southern Division and let them spawn in May. Yeah, safety is the biggest thing during that time of year, man. They, they, you know, governments always trying to protect people from themselves, kind of thing. And we do have lots of stupidity. But selection now we've talked about like so we've established that this year is a later year how do we go about catching these fish now because it's open season now we've like a couple weeks into the season already how do we go about catching these fish and people are where are, they, yeah. where are people catching walleyes right now well I mean, if they're catching in the usual the red river still has a lot in there right so it is loaded right now so you know a lot of guys offshore are using pickle rigs right <laughs> we got reports at the cut 50 walleye in a day that's a good day anyway yeah, yeah boat jigging that's jigging that's right? a full time uh scenario yeah yeah if you have somewhere somewhere to look for this weekend all up and Red down River. the east and west coast of lake winnipeg has been on the shore has been good shore fishing at gimli i saw some pictures the other day i saw winnipeg beach these guys oh. had like stringers of fish even were they hanging it off the wall <laughs> yeah they just along no no Actually, no you hang it on the back no, no, no. Where the boats are behind, behind. behind. yeah yeah even sure like Matt was doing well too oh one That's of our friends there got five ma's where? They got 70, over 70 fish. They ran out of two tubs of minnows. From shore? No, from boat. Pine Falls? Is that right? Matlock. Matlock. Yeah, the whole lake is going. Is that a Monty? Like, we always talk about 
going up to Hecla, but right now you don't even have to, man. You can put your boat in a Winnipeg Beach yeah. and give her right now. Balsam Bay. Like, that lake is hot. Anyway, they told me they went to the Red River and catch it. I was like, come on. <laughs> I, I think the whole Winnipeg River system would be good right now, too. Like, well, like you're talking Lactibani, Pinawa, all the fun. Lactibani's never good at this time of year. Yeah. No. It's nope. just starting. No, it is. People on opening day got their ass kicked on Lactibani this year. Lactibani is one of the toughest ones to fish. Cold water. We used to go to Lactibani, like by Bird River. Like the it, that started. lake has changed a lot over the 10 years that we've been there. Well, you'd have, you'd have to look for the creeks. It's creature, just starting, like, I, like it's just starting, like, uh, last, like, yesterday. Okay. Like, we were out fishing, like, we were starting to get some walleyes up shallow, like, on plastics. I was going to ask, how, how do you catch them? It's bit, just bit starting. I used so, to be able to pull spinners at the mouth of the Bird River all day, and it just non-stop. And now not. So more. people talk, like, mm-hmm. casting plastics. What do you mean by that? Like, how, how are you, like, for people who don't use plastics and want to give it a shot... What's pitching plastics mean? Bass fishing for walleyes. So, what is it? It's plastics on a jig? Yeah. Cast it out. What's your typical setup? The bass plastics. As in what? As the in what? Rig. Oh my god. The Ned Rig, man. The Ned Rig. Oh, a Ned Rig. Nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I threw that a little bit. You know, you know what I did really well on yesterday? I did a really good on a reactionary bait uh, from Impulse. Just a paddle tail. Yeah. Impulse paddle tail? And I, and I actually used a really, really light jig. <laughs> I use a light, like a quarter, a one eighth ounce jig, and then just pitch the tight to shore. Because there's so many rocks, right? So then you can feel it as soon as you felt that it was going to get snagged in there, and then you can snap it right Wait, out. Weightless flukes are really good too because it has that slow drop, and you give it like the jerk, uh, jerk or a twitch. So you got to be in really skinny water to throw those weightless ones, then. Like, yeah. Like I mean, that, that's that's like tight to shore. For sure. That's very tight to shore, and I know when we fished the Falcon Bass opener, we were throwing paddle tails and we were catching wally and. A foot, foot and a half of water right close to shore. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's really hot and the water is like 55, the paddle tails. Yeah, yeah. Like not, not big ones, like yeah, maybe yeah. like three inch. Three inch paddle tails. Like yeah, little, little three inch paddle tails. Yesterday they were, that paddle tail was on fire. Yeah. A big one? For both the well, ball wallets and smallies, yeah. Yeah, I use three and a half inches in my standard. But yeah, I mean, throwing plastics to shore. You throw it deep too. We caught a lot of our fish throwing in, like, we're in 14 feet along a, a transition line. Yeah. And then you just slow roll it back until it, when it hits the bottom, then you slow roll it back. I, Hop I, it if you want to. And I think in the springtime, those walleye are just looking for anything that's in the water. You could throw yeah. pretty much whatever you want. You know what Jordy was using yesterday? Jake with well, a you, No, no, no. You know what You know what Jordy's like? He's like, hey, Matt, should we throw out the countdown? Nice, that he countdown. He was using the, the big, the number 11 countdown. And? and it sinks like a rock and it's really good for fishing up shallow. I might even go buy one. Nice. Really? Did it work? You're talking you about the rock countdown. A bass on it, yeah. The countdown, like nobody thinks about the like, countdown. Like I was saying, I think they're, it's more of a reaction bite when they're that shallow. They're hitting whatever's in front of them. X-Raps and Husky Jerks have long been popular walleye yeah. baits in the springtime. You the countdown, eh? No, but the, no, but see, but yesterday they weren't like super shallow. They're in like that ten, like twelve feet. Got to get deeper. So the countdown goes down. Oh, it sinks like a rock. Nice, nice, it's good. Go. So that's a, that's something to consider. One, I think that's why the Ned rig does so well is because it you're on the bottom and you're hopping it back. It's got that flotation where it's sitting up like a bug sitting in the water or a leech or whatever, maybe a worm, and I think that's. The reason that the Ned Rigs become so popular, whether it be with bass or walleye, that it just has that presentation, that slow finesse presentation that they can't resist it. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many walleyes look down. Yeah. Especially when there's bug hatches going on. 
a lot of places you'll notice that bug hatches and now it's getting warm you'll notice more all kinds of different kind of bugs these fish are looking down well i know guys on lake of the woods that use uh they'll tie on like a blondish brown colored marabou when they have the mayfly hatch and they'll just let it sink to the bottom and they'll twitch it now and then and they're catching bass they're catching walleye because that's what the that's what they want yeah that's what they're eating they're eating the mayflies that are sinking down to the bottom so you got to match the hatch no matter where you're going and so those are for a lot of the lakes and, and reservoirs and stuff like that, prairie potholes, white shell kind of stuff, Ontario. Now, th does that kind of same presentation you guys are talking about casting plastics work on the Lake Winnipeg shorelines? I would say. Oh so. yeah, for I sure. Would say Absolutely. It would. I can't yeah. see why I never done it, but I can't see why it wouldn't work. I know we had this discussion in the truck yesterday. Yeah, of course. For Lake Winnipeg? Yeah, definitely. Do we like if, you're on, if you're on Gimli Pier and you start casting out a swim bait or whatever, oh yeah, you'd, you'd probably have to slow it down a bit so it's closer to the bottom, but it would work for sure. We were using that heckla. We ran out of bait and just kept staying. Well, with I remember the we were talking about that last year at Patricia. Yeah, people do out there. Yeah. yeah, I do for white bass. They can see. It's not. It's not a matter of seeing it anyway. They'll no. see. They'll yeah. see plastics for sure. Now well, drop shots, another one too. If you're using using a paddle tail, it's more vibrations than they'll see it. Now the thing is, how about the Red River? Now plastics don't work there. Uh, yeah, they do. I, I baked it at, at Lockport Dam. I, I've caught lots well, of them. Work in the no, we, I've had we, a hard time me, catching me them on the boat. Me and Justin last year, I was catching them on a drop shot with the Z-Man, the Zinkers. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, not the Zinkers, the Streak Minnows. I was catching them on that. We David Ulbrich, uh, like he's always throwing like PK lures or whatever. And just a yeah. naked PK lure, head to head, me and him side by side, catching the same number of saugers and walleyes. Each or whatever, you know, and that's, that's a spoon. Uh, little white paddle tails out there getting them. Yeah, so it works out Especially there, man. in the creeks, you get into Netley Creek and a lot of guys... Oh, definitely in the creeks. I've, I've caught them in wavy... Well, we, we were in time. 20 feet of water throwing a... Or I was throwing a drop shot and they were hammering it. And we were getting not just walleye, sauger, bullhead, pretty much everything, drum. Is that, is that street minnow? Is it scented? Nope. Unscented. Don't be I afraid think. to throw these plastics anywhere. Just give them a shot for sure. We were talking, yeah, we, we did talk about this yesterday. It's kind of like, how about like someplace like Pine Falls? It's, would you, would you just strictly throw plastics there rather than use bait? Ken, I've caught them on five inch paddle tails. Depends <laughs> on the bite that you're going after. If you're going for, if the water's really murky and you're going for, you need that scent in the water that something that they're coming towards, or if you're looking for that reaction bite where you know there's fish 10 feet away from the boat and you're throwing past them. And bring it right next to their faces. Well, I, that, I know they can. I know they see stuff in there because I've used like just naked Tommy Harris spoons before. Or jigging wraps. Jigging wraps work money there. It's just that I don't like. I, I'm telling you right now. Like I, I, I force plastics a lot of places or whatever. At Pine Falls or the Red River or the Lake, bait will still outfish those plastics. Yeah, I, I would agree. Three to one. Three to one. Fish, easily three to one. Yeah. I, I, if there's any fish, man. Three I, to one. I think you, Trust me, I've done it so many, like, enough that uh, I think you have three to get to out of here. A lot of guys don't, even on, let's say, not Lake Winnipeg or the Red, but a lot of lakes, Falcon, Lactabonny, a lot of guys don't want to get out of their comfort zone of what they grew up on fishing live bait, that they're too scared to go to plastics. And plastics, I think, are the way of the future. A lot of guys are going to just strictly flip fish plastic. Jordy and I were talking about plastics. this yesterday. We were thinking, you know, your typical walleye angler is you pull up and drop down your jig with your live bait. Is that your typical walleye angler? Or bottom bounce. Yeah, or yeah, bottom it bounce. is. Yeah, or your are bottom you bounce. Are you stereotyping walleye angler? Yes, I am, Mike. <laughs> but he, I am. Even a 
lot of the the guys that fish with live bait are going now to the imitation leeches, imitation crawlers, and I know a lot of guys that fish the the KB or the KWO that when they're going through a lot of bait pre-fishing, they'll throw on a, a Berkeley uh, imitation leech or a night crawler and they'll fish with that for us. Yeah. Peter Weedman and Kevin Christian head to head on their bouncers. Uh, Peter Weed was using plastic plastic worm. Yeah. To, towards live worms or whatever and leeches and they were just they were even they yep. said yeah so I know I know lots of guys will do that just to save money but on that's live a reactionary bait. bite well and if you're you're not going to use that for a search bait you're going to use the live till you find them and then you're once you start hammering them and you don't want to use up all your bait in a negative mode, mood you're going to get your walleyes to bite plastics that's no. all that's all I do in a negative mood I have no problem. We caught 70 fish each day, and, they, and, it, was, and it was slow you know, fishing, what, apparently. Uh, what the guys using a bait were, were like, oh, some boats were uh, catching it, only eight fish a day. In my experience, I find the plastics are better now until about the end of June. and then Summertime they, is then tough. The, then the summertime, that's when the bait shines. Summertime is tough, man. That's when the bait shines. See, and I, I kind of differ on that because I caught bigger walleyes on plastics. In the summertime. Like summer. They can catch fish anytime, man. Yeah, it's... Live bait can it's catch tougher for me because now I got to get them deeper, them. and I like I like casting to targets, right? Of course, every every day that goes into July, they're less on targets, like say Lake of the Woods, and they're further deeper. But yeah, May and June, if you're trying to catch these fish and you want to use artificials, you're casting at targets, casting on typical shorelines. But you could also do it, like let's say or Lake of the Woods in middle of summer when they're deep, you could still dry. And I know guys that drop trot them in the KWO, and that's all they use is soft plastics drop trotting. When they're deep, summertime, I'll use all snap jig tails down deep, 25 oh, feet. Oh yeah, rib jigging is nice. Yeah. Rib jigging deep is, uh, you get on that in a, in a 20, 22 foot zone and you just start rib jigging big plastics down there. Oh, and it, oh, it works. Man, they love that shit, man. And bigger the bait, the better I find when you do that. Yep. You're, you're not going small, man. You're using know, five inches whenever we do that. Eh? Uh, nice thing is <coughs> you're getting, you're getting more than just walleyes. You're getting nice, big, small. Oh yeah. On it. I think the tackle that guys are using now is it's not as tight knit, it's more broad and like you were saying when you were fishing last year, you're using uh jigging wraps and most guys associate associate that with ice fishing, that you're not using them in the summertime and now guys are using them in the summer and they're doing well. Well in the Midwest it's always been a summertime move for them there. The boat's moving when they do this and you can watch even old Lindner shows, old in fishermen. That's that's the popularity of jigging rafts. My guys have just that's what they strictly use is just pulling jigging. But rafts. how many guys use that around our area? Not very many that. Well, up here it's different, man. Yeah. Now been, now guys are getting more into trying new things and experimenting. And if now you're gonna use a big classroom, that use it nonstop jigging wraps. Oh yeah. But let's say I'll ten, fish anybody with a jigging. Wrap. Let's say ten years ago, were you using that in the summertime? Yeah. Hmm? Jigging wraps won Lake of the Prairies. Yeah, that's about, about like twelve years ago when Andrew won. He was still with Lund. I like puppet minnows. And that Lake of the Prairie, that jigging wrap was the killer thing, man. <laughs> like, Mike, do you, like, do you like to cast it out? Or do you like to vertical jig it? No, cast it out. I, saw, I, I like jigging wraps as a saving bait. Like when your friend has a bait on there and they miss it, <laughs> then you throw that jigging wrap down right beside them. They're just expensive to lose is a stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know like when Garth and I will do Rafferty, he'll fish with bait and I'll use a jigging wrap. And if I miss, like, say, say I got a bite and I miss it, I'm like, Mike, bring it right here right now and snap it up. Yeah. And that's it. Bang. Bang. He, all it has to do is swim by and it's getting caught. <laughs> if you're going to fish a big plastic, though, we, the mistake people make is using too small of a hook or too short a hook. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
and it's tough to find a five odd hook, four odd. I ordered mine from the states, but if you if if you're using a five inch, for example, you gotta have at least a minimum of four odd hook. And if you're not having a four odd hook, you're gonna miss a lot of fish. And, and yeah. what what people do is they bite. Like you'll see people, they bite right, someone's head off and make it a little act. bit shorter. But then it doesn't have that action anymore. Then it's not as big as, it defeats the purpose of having a long bait, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. So you should have a jig to match it or you'll be short, you'll be short hit a lot when mm -hmm. you're fishing these things or whatever. And you'll feel bites, but you, they won't get it in your mouth. So get get a long, look for long shank jigs. And, and the new one, the new Northland Fireball uh, long shanks are really good. Those are long. Those are, those are four odd hooks on those. Yeah, those are nice. No, yeah, yeah, those are nice. I was using that yesterday too. Even the VMC, they're swim bait jigs, just the plain, not colored. They're they're long shank and they work really well too. They, your your hook is either in the middle of the bait or towards the back of the bait, so you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of hookups. You're not getting those snapping at the tail and not getting hooked up. We have to get Dan Davies to mix them up for us. Longer shank, longer shank, long shank. He's dead set on using eagle claws though. Right. Although this last set we had was a strong eagle claw, you can get. I'd rather have gammies, but gammies are expensive, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you can get them with gammies. You just have to pay for them or whatever. And those aren't cheap either to lose a jig here and there. Still cheaper than a jig and wrap. Fucking jig and wraps are expensive, man. <laughs> yeah. Start snagging those things. I, it's one of my favorite colors, though, on Lake of the Woods. Natural color jigs. Caught so a I'm, monster on a jigging wrap so yesterday. I'm, so I'm just going to get Mike. To, yeah, yeah, you should have seen He caught a huge fish in the jigging wrap yesterday. Oh, yeah, there you go. See? Yeah. Like big. Like a big three-inch perch. I think I think the, the I think the jigging wrap was almost as big as the perch. As the perch. Yeah. It actually bit it. It actually went and tried to bite it. You'd be surprised what these perch hit. Eh? They hit. Oh, yeah. They hit bait the same size They're as aggressive. they are. I caught I caught one on an extra, like hook in the mouth and everything. Really? They're almost like maybe they're nipping parasites off it or something. Uh -huh. But it's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm just looking at a picture of Mike's fish right That's now. That's a Lions Lake wow. perch. Look <laughs> at that little perch. He was just trying to play and you snagged, <laughs> snagged him. him. He's like, you want to be my friend? Like, hey, ah, why are you doing? That little perch started our day off good. <laughs> we should have used that perch as bait. <laughs> so, so now just... Uh, smallies, yeah. smallies. We talked about some of the spawn where these fish are right now. What you're targeting. What are you targeting? Shallow water. Shallow water. Shallow water. And we say shallow, what's that? That's 10 or less. Yeah, up yeah, to like two like feet, we're in like two a foot. Feet yesterday. I was trying to get it as close to shore as I could get. It is true. You can you you can cast out the sand. I've done this, and you pull it in from the sand. Well, that's what and I was. Bam! Like, it gets hit as soon well, as you pull it that's off. That's what I was telling Mike yesterday at the causeway. I'm like, get closer to these guys there because I go, I want to throw right onto the road and then pull my ass back in. Because I remember there was that one year. And yeah, I could be fishing memories, Mike, which is true. But it was the funniest thing ever, though. They're trying to cast to you. And we're casting to the road. That's how it usually <laughs> is, though. Shore guys are casting as far as they can, and boat guys are always looking for good shoreline. Kind yeah. Of thing. Ain't that crazy? Now, one more thing. We're going to end off on some hot spots. Where should where should people apply these things that we're trying to spout here? Where would you go right now? That's money. We're talking late May, early June. Feeder creeks. Give us a creek. Like, where, where you would you go fish? Get for walleye? I would suggest right now, myself... If you were, I talked about earlier on Real Talk, Oak Lake, south of Brandon, Giant Lake. Uh, if you go down there, if you're in Winnipeg, for example, it's it's like two hours away. That lake, you are going to catch 40, 80 walleyes a boat. You know what? Give, give Shallow water, nine feet of water. Casting so. plastics, you can pull spinners. People pull spinners at like four feet of water. You could use a bobber, bait, no bait, whatever you want. That's my vote. Oak Lake, Manitoba. Dark I, mine, my, Star Lake. Mine is give Star Lake give Falcon another week, another week yeah, and a half, I, that's, that's, and Falcon's, Falcon's gonna be boom. 
Ready Hulk to explode. Hulk is like the best, I think one of the best pitching jig lakes. Like we had so much fun doing that. This As is of done. right now, it's early, but it's good any day now. Any Just day. wait until yeah. it hits 50. The water's going to hit 50. Like if they, my pick. they want to cast, you know what? Okay, from shore, Sure. from shore, try it at Winnipeg Beach. Try it at like at the uh, marina, at the off the the, the limestone spit at Winnipeg Beach. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it at obviously at Gimli, like those. Like don't be afraid. Like any any rocky, super rocky shorelines are getting banged on by waves. Try it there. People have been catching right, it right now, and, and and they can try it. It's probably better like if you sun like two hour, two or three hours before sunset, and it's nice and calm. You'll have a really nice day. <laughs> It'll be fun. You go to that Hecla Pier, you can catch them all day long. Yeah, my go to right would probably now. be uh, Buffalo Point. Buffalo Point right this time of year. I would go to the Birch Point side, so coming out of Goose Lake. Okay. Right out, going towards the sandbar in about 8 to 10 feet of water. We were out there two years ago, and four guys in the boat, and Derek Mitchell is out there with us. We had well over 100 fish in 8 to 12 feet of water. Just drifting? The boat's drifting? We were uh, bottom bouncing, and we had... Non-stop. Yeah, it was non-stop. Like, anywhere from 16 to 28 was the biggest. 28 was... Well, how about this? I'm going to try this at Omens Creek tomorrow. Nice in the city. In the city, Mike said Star Lake. That's that's that'd be warmer than Falcon right there. But that's a shallow oh, yeah. lake, right, Mike? Yeah. That's probably happening like right now, just like Caddy is. Maybe even Jessica. Caddy's next door, and Caddy's hot right now. If people don't go, from Walleye. Yeah, man. You go to Caddy like that's a shallow lake as well. Like yeah. the deepest parts, like fifteen feet or whatever. No, no, no. There's some deep spots in Caddy. But generally speaking, it's a shallow lake, Arthur. Man, that's a shallow yeah. lake. Go drive around and try and find those holes. It's it's a shallow lake compared to Falcon, which is forty five degrees. Yeah. I tell you right now, Caddy's fucking fifty one, easy, and it's and it's killer for Wally at the moment. Yeah. Like like Ian Young's place, he stands on his grass. You can if you're jigging vertical jigging from shore, that tells you how shallow these fish are. <laughs> you're vertical vertical jigging. Is that what he was from doing? Grass, yeah, and you're catching them right there. Dude, that's I had cool. a buddy in Green Bay, which is on Caddy Lake as well. Same thing, end of their dock. You wouldn't even go to the end, they said, because you go to the end of their dock, it's too deep. You got to be at the beginning of their dock. Yeah, and they're seeing these crazy. fish come in. Yeah, man, oh, that's awesome. even uh, even a diversion at Lake Manitoba, the Delta Beach uh, diversion. Yeah. I know we've this done time well. of year. Yeah, we've done well because all the fish are coming in from the lake into the into the diversion. A lot of places to try, man. Give it a shot. Try your favorite body of water, man. Try throwing plastics. Hell yeah! We know this fails. A lot of these places, a pickerel wig will work. Yeah, <laughs> it will. It will. It really will. The number one selling. Tackle in the world, man. Or just tie a drop shot if you want to be fancy. Yeah. And and no matter what, if you're out fishing, no matter what you're catching, you're still out fishing that beats a day of work any day of the oh, week. Absolutely. So All right, man. This is the time of year to go catch early season walleyes. It's still early season. It's going to be early season until mid-June. I bet you copper mine it's still going to be early season. Well, they said... Uh, the weather's not warming up. Chris I hope it's not. Chris, Chris <laughs> at Moak Lodge said the ice just came off this week. Yeah, northern region so, season's open, but they have ice still. Yeah. Paint lake up there, it's all ice. Yeah. Uh, well, it's starting to melt. Bring anyway. the ice auger right. in the boat. <laughs> well, good job, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Castanet Podcast. Hope you learned something. Hope you're probably sitting there. These guys don't know what they're talking about and telling us what we're saying wrong, which is all good as well. Give us your feedback. We'll join us on Mondays on Facebook Live, Real Talk. Well, we'll uh, chat about all kinds of stuff as well. And join us next Thursday up here on SoundCloud and on iTunes Podcast. For Garthur Chung, Mike Detoll, Eric Lavopa, I'm losing my voice now. Special guest Tyler Manziak and Matt Gilly Outdoors. Check out his new video. It's out there. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.